Hi, I'm Hugh. I'm a copywriter, zine maker, and aspiring inventor. Hi, I'm Martin. I'm an animator, zine maker, and aspiring inventor. Welcome to the Shark Dank Podcast. Welcome to the fifth episode of the Shark Dank podcast. Uh, the previous episode, I pitched my idea for the mini jacuzzi, previously known as the ball koozie. Um, Martin, you got to get stuck in with your, your shark persona. How's it feeling now? Yeah, I think it's safe to say I still haven't hit my full Deborah Meaden stride yet. But um, yeah, I'd like to give my third idea a go and then maybe learn from you because as you imagine, very convoluted idea maybe a bit too long, and is very bad with numbers. You never learn. <laughs> uh, am, I, am I correct in saying that last episode was our first episode with uh, zero errata? Am I saying that right? I listened to it like quite a few times to check that this is indeed true, but I believe it was uh, flawless. And because of this, we, we do have some, some air to kill, and I have a very special treat. It's a throwback to our second person shooter episode where we did mention theme hospital quite fondly and i have gone on a deep dive with this and they have released i don't know if it's official or not official but a mobile app that is just basically the soundboard which basically allows you to cybot your way through every single sound that was used in the game so i am now going to play an original composition just for you. Yeah, even better. I think you came up with the term raw dogging it. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go s- straight from the phone into the, into the microphone. This is not pre-recorded. This is this live. Is, this is live. Okay. think this is a blessing thank you so much thank you so martin are you ready to go into the shark tank i'm ready hello my name is martin people love taking photos whether it be of loved ones things they love things they're doing or themselves photos are the best way to get attention in modern life Sadly, people's desires to document these things as accurately and as much as possible in order to sustain such attention has led to everything that was once directly lived becoming mere representation. 
While people love their photos to be seen by as many viewers as possible, it is because of this dislocation that they prefer it when viewers show a close personal connection to the photos, whether it be through likes, comments, reactions, direct messages, or trumping all of these, talking about the photos face to face. It's my belief that this problem was the least prevalent when the only way to document modern life was to take film photos and then visit photo developing shops to get them developed by a developer that one would form a close personal connection with through discussing the photos that were taken. I plan to combine all these things by creating a digital photo developer app where you take in-camera photos which only appear one month later when they are made available to you by a customized photo developer chatbot. Thank you. Do you have any questions? Uh, that that was that was very long and very well researched. Uh, did I did I pick up a hint of a, a dead French theorist in there? Uh, yeah, a little bit of Debord. Okay. So you're taking the experience of developing film from a film camera and essentially digitizing the whole process, including the nuances of interacting with the photo developer person, right? Yeah. So you're taking a camera phone and you're putting a month delay on the exposure and essentially taking people backwards, right? Backwards in a good way, how things should yes, be for yes, us to yes, be more okay. present. So, in so life going and... to the good old days, yeah. make, make photography great again. Oof. No, let's not do that. Okay. Uh, uh, yes, but yeah, it, it's basically like I, I struggle with this problem a lot where instead of just being in the moment, I'm thinking, how can I let my friends know what I'm doing and make jokes at the same time? So it's, it's very much a sickness. It's social media addiction, and I'm trying to find a, a way out. And you want to share this solution with the world through this mobile app that you want to develop, right? Yeah. So basically you take a photo, you don't see it until a month later, and it's it's all about this connection you have with the photo developer. That's, and, that's and you, also the thing. Yeah. And you're more precious about when you use your camera, how often you use your camera. You're giving it a second thought because you know that A, you won't be able to see it for a long time, and B, you only have 36 photos before you have to go back. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so I'm 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 definitely picking up that this experience is a first-hand experience, and uh, I think I think it's only fair for our audience that you elaborate a little bit more on your personal journey with film photography. So, like maybe okay. let's get a little bit more insight into where this originated from from a, a film camera perspective. Okay, like I, yeah, you just direct me if I go on a rant. I don't want this to be like another my history of video gaming thing, which went on for way too long. Yeah, you wouldn't know this, but uh, we had to cut out uh, a long section of Martin's personal history of playing GoldenEye. All right. Um, but yeah, basically, like I, I think when I was younger, I was like aspiring to be a, a music video director who made low budget, uh, actually no budget uh, music videos, um, hoping that, you know, people would like see an aesthetic in that. Uh, humble brag, I was once on uh, Showbiz uh, with Nikita Green. Hill Hall? Green Wall. Green Wall, yeah. She interviewed me about a video I made. I even made a little featured One Small Seed. Yo, yo, yo. If but, you want Martin to direct your, your no budget no, that video. Dream is dead. <laughs> that dream is dead, dead. And this is why. So basically, like, I was very lucky to be able to uh, do videos for um, a rap group uh, I was friends with. And um, 
I guess, in an effort to make the quality a bit better so that people would, you know, pay a bit more attention, not be like, this is terrible. Uh, I saved up in my first editing job to buy a DSLR camera, a, a Canon 7D. Um, but unfortunately, a few months after getting it, it was sadly uh, commandeered by, by builders. And I guess a small naive part of me feels like it's going to still find its way back to me somehow. So my compromise how, how was... How long has it been? Um, 2009. Uh, Nine years. Yeah. It's still a great camera. So from moving on from that, you you, yeah, so you moved into yeah, film. I went into film because I still wanted to like practice. And yeah, I guess there was a film camera that belonged to my dad that was lying around. It didn't quite work. So I was like, let me fix up this camera and then maybe I can use it. And, you know, it'll be a nice little nostalgic thing. Like my dad was very much into engraving everything. So like all my camp cutlery had like Mezzabata written on it. And on this camera, it said Mezzabata. So I was like, let me get this thing fixed up. So yeah, basically this ended with me going to this um, pharmacy slash camera shop slash photo developer place in the middle of town called Tartil's and realized, you know, perhaps the the temporary uh, uh, loss of this camera was just basically uh, the, the universe making it possible for me to meet a guy who works at this place and give me a reason to visit him monthly. And this is the experience that you want to replicate through your digital app. Yes. You use your camera phone, your smartphone, to take photos as if it was a film camera. It functions as if it was a film camera in terms of you don't see the photos directly afterwards. But then after 36 photos, which is a, a, a film a spool, spool yeah. you would get to go to this digital interface where you would be able to interact with a... You mentioned the word chatbot. Yeah, it's a chatbot, but yeah, it would basically be the same interaction I have with this gentleman. This um, is the, this Barry man. This is Barry. The, and the app idea is a, a, little, a little Barry in your pocket. That probably actually be a better name. Yeah. <laughs> Once again, cut me off, but I think it's important we paint a picture of him. I, I've been working on impression over the last three years since I first visited him. And really me taking film photos is less about me, you know, getting likes these days. It's more about how quickly can I finish a spool so that I can go chat to Barry for two hours? Basically, okay. Two, not two hours. Okay, I'm exaggerating. I mean, like, over an hour. Okay. Anyway, so, okay. Uh, late 40s, short black hair, glasses. He's, he's sort of got the, the, the John Lovitz build. He's always tucked in. Fast talker. Has a very big fantasy novel collection. Uh, has played D&D. Plays tennis. Knows everyone's business has an amazing Cape Town Jewish, you know, uh, uh, arsenal of mannerisms and points of reference, good at Yiddish, uh, loves his mom, and insists on calling me Matthew, which I don't really have a problem with. It happens quite a lot. Your, your name is Martin. My name is Martin, yeah, but he could call me whatever he wants, to be honest. But basically, like, I feel like the photo developer, it's sort of a, it's a profession that has become a bit outmoded, but is very synonymous with how people view their barbers or the the people who do their laundry. Like, it's just, it's a lot more personal that is sort of lost when you just take a so photo you of your phone and So upload. you mentioned laundromat. So you're saying you also build strong relationships with the people that like smell your your dirty clothes on a regular basis. I mean, surely that goes without I've, saying. I've, I've done laundromat. I don't feel like I've had a close connection with them. I, if, if anything, it's like avoid eye contact and feel embarrassed and... <laughs> come as least often as possible. <laughs> well, you need um, to get over that. So, so you have a, 
you have like a Barry impression, right? Are you going to let me do this impression? Yes. Okay. I think I think we need to get this out the way so that that we have a clear idea of what we're dealing with. Okay. Can can we can we role play? Can I can I be can I be Martin? Yeah, of course. We will need a a a sound bite in here for for editing purposes. Can we get the sound of a person walking into a shop and then the little bell on the door going ding ding ding? Okay. Okay, so that happens now. Hi, Barry. Oh, how's it, Matthew? Oh, I went to the most fabulous art auction this weekend at the Garvin Grove. Have you ever been? Oh, you absolutely must go. You must go. You would not believe the prices some of these things were going for. Irma Stearns for 2.5 million. 2.5 million? I couldn't believe it. Anyway, always a pleasure chatting. All right, cheers, Matthew. That didn't feel like an hour. Well, I suppose, yo, he must give a, get a lot out. He gets a lot out. And then it's like interspersed with me asking him about the other auctions and okay, stuff. Okay, let's, let's like... run let's run down some of the the fundamentals of the digital app because that's what we're here for today. Yeah. So I want to know a little bit more about the the business model that's uh, built into this. Is it a, a once-off payment, or would people pay like token amounts for each spool? Because that I imagine would maybe also contribute towards the preciousness of of taking photos and how often they choose to take photos. What are you thinking in terms of the business model, in terms of making an income from the app? Well, I think you'd, you'd pay money for the, the film that you get, and then you'll pay money again to get it developed. I mean, that's, that's a good start, right? And what are, the, what are the downsides of actually developing photos with a real film camera? I mean, is there a chance that the photos will get damaged or be poorly developed or even lost by the developer? Look, I mean, if they ever were poorly developed, that's almost always the, you know, because of the person taking the photos. And I have had, you know, in the one case, the uh, spool was lost. It was lost for like a minute and then, you know, Barry found it. That was pretty much it. The one problem, and this is a big problem, um, obviously you're going to the middle of town, you know, parking is a nightmare. And if you are lucky enough to find parking, chatting to Barry ends up being quite an expensive habit. And I, I am aware of Orms for those listening. <laughs> And I know they have free parking, but, you know, I've tried to recreate the relationship I have with Barry with some of the people at Orms. And it's obviously no fault of their own. They're just like incredibly professional. But like, they're, they're cold as the aircon in there. Yeah, it's like chatting to the void. There is nothing. There's absolutely nothing you get. And that's probably why their parking is free. <laughs> <laughs> because the personalities of the photo developers yes, are yeah. dog shit. If you're very good, you go join Barry, basically. But yeah. So in, in a sense, your app is significantly cheaper than the realities of doing actual form photography yeah. it's sort of a more convenient way but you don't want it to be as convenient as the camera phone yes yeah so you you're, you're kind of playing the the bridge or like a middle ground between the instant gratification 100 selfies a day versus pre-digital camera era where people are very particular about when they use their camera and when they are able to reap the benefits of those photos they take. Yes, that's exactly it, yeah. So in the pitch, you mentioned the idea of the chatbot. And from what I'm picking up, you obviously want to bring in this Barry character almost like using his exact um, intellectual property 
and you might even have to buy his life rights in order to make this possible. But what happens if not every single person is looking for a Barry or maybe you just want to have a little bit more variety to make your app a little bit more three-dimensional in terms of in, in Pokemon, you don't just only have the Charizard or the Bulbasaur or the Pikachu. Mm. You have a set of like six and you can choose which ones you want to use for battles, which ones you want to nurture. So I'm thinking maybe with the app, you would want to have not just Barry, but like a set of different developers. And then the way you choose it, it's like it'll have almost like in Tony Hawk or in uh, the FIFA games where you're picking like players or teams, like it has like good at tackling, good at shooting, good at like okay. this, this much speed or whatever. But like with a photo developer, obviously you need to pick your own custom custom range of skill sets. So like how professional they are, yeah. how quick they are to process, how good their personal hygiene is or whatever. Mm. I don't know if you can think of any other like sets of attributes that would be if able to Yiddish like... If the command is good, I'm, I'm there. So to have like a slider to see how good they are at Yiddish. Uh, it's quite interesting bringing up because there are actually two photo developers at Tartiels where I go. There's Barry and then there's Roland, but Barry won me over. Um, I've since introduced two friends who also are like photo takers to Barry and they've both admitted to me like he's a he's a permanent fixture in their life now. So. I don't think a pool of three is is a significant uh, market research to <laughs> to make okay. your make your app Barry centric. Okay. I mean he could like the app can be Barry centric, but I do think there is merit in having alternatives. Like you mentioned, Roland as a character, does he have any potential? Yeah. Okay. Well, Roland, um, for those who aren't familiar, um, he's in his late fifties, very erudite and droll man. Um, I don't know, I've, I could have worked really hard to get something out of Roland. He's more parental, whereas Barry's like a, you know, an uncle, funkle. Um, funny story, when I was selling one of the cameras to get a better camera from Tartiels, uh, he got back to me, he's like, yeah, um, I have a buyer interested. What, what price do you have in mind? And then I was like, I don't know, make me an offer. And then he was like, how about 400 Rand? And then as a joke, I said, how about 420? And then he said, sounds good, see you in the shop. So like... I think to anyone else, that would have like been quite an icebreaker and we could have run with it. But with Roland, at least it was just, okay, come to the shop. And I don't think he got the nuances of it was, the joke. It was a test and he failed. Maybe it's just a tough and nut to crack and you just need a like, have you just been hitting the walls with Well, them? this is as far as I get. I go in, I see only Roland behind the desk. I think, okay, Barry's got the day off. He's playing tennis or he's hanging out with his mum. Uh, I then go, hey, Roland, how are you doing? And then as just as I'm getting started from behind me, I hear, hi, Matthew. And then like Roland, without fail, every time he just walks back immediately and he sits down on the step behind the counter and then just Barry comes in. And he just cleans up. By so, cleans up, you mean talks with personality towards you? Yes. Uh, the reality of the app is that you're going to try convince people to use your app instead of using Instagram or the camera phone, what kind of tools or what kind of thinking do you have in terms of the psychological wall of making the people who are interested in the idea of using the app download the app, mm. but then how would you sort of make them only want to use your app for the predominant use of content creation, should we say? Well, I'm hoping like after the first like two months, I'll realize how more present they are in the things they're doing and how much time they're saving by not having to document everything. But psychologically, I think 
maybe like sort of how Duolingo makes you feel bad if you don't log in. It will like send you like a really sad message of like, hey, learning a language takes time. I haven't <laughs> seen you for a while. So basically be that, but Barry going, as he does in real life, if I don't see him for a while, he's like, hey, hey I haven't seen you for a while. You've been busy. And then I'll feel bad, you know. I downloaded Duolingo and I couldn't pick a language. So it hasn't even gotten to the point where it asks, where it guilts me into not that learning is the second language. ultimate disappointment, I think. <laughs> yeah. But I think one of the one of the things that you obviously you obviously picked up on as an insight is the more you see the photo developer character, the more you get out of it. So maybe in like a, a monkey island sort of not problem solving, but building the narrative and like working towards more insights in like a long form narrative, the more photos you submit to this chatbot or API or whatever it is the more you get back. So it's, it's it's an incentive in itself that you're only using the app to send in photos because you'd say you've reached boss level with Barry. If you see it that way. Okay, context for those who aren't familiar. Since introducing uh, two of my friends to Barry, they, they both came back with the same question. Is he actually Jewish? Which is odd because one of my friends, she's Jewish and she's not sure herself. So after about two and a half years, um, I went up to him and I just raw dogged it. I was like, Barry, I, I know this sounds weird, but um, are you Jewish by any chance? And he, he said something which I still don't fully understand. He was like, you know, I, I, I get that quite a lot, you know, but I'm, you know, as, as people say, I'm only, I'm only Jewish below the waist. You know the implication though, right? No. W- what I would assume and... Uh, Please correct me if I'm wrong, but if you're if you're implying that you're Jewish below the waist, that implies that you're you're circumcised. Okay, so that's what you mean by boss level. The <laughs> yes. height that you can achieve with the phone developers to find out whether or uh, not they're circumcised. Yeah. I'm I'm actually worried for you because I, I think <laughs> oh, if, if if we're going at the logic of you need to play this uh, digital photo developing app thing to learn more about the photo developer, <laughs> if that's the logic you want to play on, I think you know everything you'd ever want to know and more about Barry. I don't think there is anything more. I think you've maxed out. Okay. Like, as you mentioned, Roland could be a character that's harder to crack where you just have to go in hard. And So, like, I go to Roland, Barry's like, hello, Matthew. And I go, not now, Barry. My name's Martin. (laughs) (laughs) Roland, are you circumcised? (laughs) You can't go straight in with that. But but surely you've maxed out with Barry. Is that really what you think he meant? I don't think there's anything else. But I mean, you don't have to be Jewish to be circumcised, right? Yeah. I, I, I can't go into more detail about <laughs> okay. this. I, I, I just worry for your sake that you, you know too much. <laughs> okay. Would you go as far to say that if someone wants to install this app, it would some... Because obviously you're, you're, you're pitching something that is aiming for like a societal shift in the way we think about representation and phone usage, would you go as far to say that you would disable other functions of the phone or would it purely rely on the mental strength of the person who's decided to download the app and deciding to follow it? Or, I guess like ideally to achieve that shift, um, I think it would be great if you could disable your camera, Instagram, Snapchat, whatever people are using to take photos but practically what if you've been bitten by something and you need to ask a friend like is this should i go to hospital or i don't know if you need to send a nude or something and you don't want to wait a month 
Oh, well, if a picture says a thousand words, you could just write a thousand words and just describe the snake bite in great detail. And you pink around the edges, two, two dots. And as for the nude? Oh, um, huge, huge. <laughs> That's two words so far. You got 998 left. Uh, th th throbbing. No, okay, I, I don't want to do this with you. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, but yeah, Chauncey, yes, I, I think it would be great if that was disabled, but practically I don't think it's it's safe for people to not be able to. So, uh, and like I said, it's about exercising that level of restraint in users that I want, and that's not going to come easy. And obviously I don't want to compete with these other companies. Martin, if we, if, we, if we can go back to the nudes, actually. Okay. I don't think sending an impulsive nudies is is a good idea and i think there's been a lot of people who have who have uh suffered from poor nudies sending uh behavior and i think your app is actually a solution for that where you take the nudies and then you wait you get them developed and then you have them as like a stockpile and then you can be more conscious about it where you don't get caught up so in the it's moment like the two like, week rule if you have a good idea or a good you joke to, you, you, do it. you have to sit on that for you a wait while. for two weeks and then you deliver it and also pass it through barry <laughs> and he could be like oh that's not your best angle mod i mean matthew um i'm gonna bring up um some tricky questions now these aren't going to be as easy to answer if the logic is to be more precious about taking photos, then why would you not just advocate for people to pick up film cameras and contribute towards the photo development industry and not put Barry out of a job by digitizing <laughs> the entire experience? Oh. Well, I guess, yeah, that, that would be the goal. But also, if you're dealing with like a societal problem, I think that's a bigger jump than... Uh, injecting money into my app and then downloading it and then disabling Instagram. So, so you're a, you're a baby step. Um, yeah, I think it's the first it. step, and then maybe they'll realize, damn, I would like everything to be hashtag thirty five mil. <laughs> my next issue is time. Time moves on. We're looking at an entire generation that has not lived or experienced the idea of film development and non-digital cameras mm. how would you pitch this app to a 14 year old and i think this is a good um, place to do a bit of role play Amazing. i'm i'm going to be playing a 15 year old soundcloud rapper addicted Wait, to xanax 14 i'm going 15 okay have they got a xanax addiction already yeah um okay. i'm thinking about getting a face tattoo i've got a cup of lean in my hand <laughs> Um, pitch, pitch to me your, your, your oh idea. Oh my God, that is your next monster drink you have to do. Lean, but instead of soft drinks, monster. Come you, on. You know, you know very... it's called purple drag? This would be green drag. <laughs> you know I'm very susceptible to peer pressure, but l let's, let's leave that for another day. Okay, yeah, let's get into the role play. Okay, so you're 15 and I'm pitching my app to you. Yes. I, I don't know anything about film cameras. Okay. Just assume I think that they're all timey and dumb. Okay, just give me a sec here. Yeah? Okay, I think I'm ready. Hey, dude. Um, uh, fam. So you know how you love uh, playing Fortnite and drinking lean and listening to Migos? Yes, that that is correct. But like, you really like y you hate like being so conflicted that like you know you want to be present in that moment and you know uh, play Fortnite 
uh, drink lean and listen to Migos, but you also want all your friends to know that you're doing those three things. So like, you're like trying to document it and then like you maybe get upset if you don't get enough replies or likes or whatever. You know that feeling? Yes, uh, squad goals, that. Can you give my app a big cash injection and I'll sort that all out for you? I want to know more about how you would do that. Uh, basically, you give me 100k and then I make an app where you can't take photos of your phone and you have to wait a month to get them back. What happens if I want photos right now? What happens if I want an Instagram story? That's the problem with your generation. Fuck you, old man. <laughs> <laughs> How was that? I think that worked pretty well. Okay, cool. That was a lot easier than I thought it'd be. Yeah. Did I use all the right words? What? Well, let's just I was, run through I was the... doing like early 2017 uh, teen slang. Lit and fam. Did you say squad? I, I did say squad goals. Squad goals, yeah, okay. I covered. I think I covered that all. Um, so constructive criticism for the app. Uh, I think one of your biggest issues is A, you need to get the life rights of Barry because it seems like this app heavily relies on his input. So you need to bring Barry into the fold. If, if your app's going to be taking potential film developing work away from Tottiels, yeah then you maybe need to find a way to keep the cycle going and maybe incorporate Barry into like a live chat uh, scenario where he can actually be on his phone in Tartiels being like, oh, where's my, where's all my customers? What's going on? And then he actually has like a, a backend interface where he has all these photos coming in that he can look through and then send feedback through to all the people who are using your app in like these like long block comments. I don't know if it'll translate into text, whether he's comfortable with texting really long monologues of art auctions that he saw at Kelvin Grove. That's really good. You could also use machine learning to sort of predict what his responses would be. And then basically AI would take over eventually, but he would, he would be involved with a lot of initial input. Okay. And then I, I don't want to say that the app idea is shaky. I think you're bringing some real value. I think the issue would be getting a user base and convincing the user base that this is good for them because people don't always want to do what's good for them, you know. I think the best route to go forward with it is is a reward system in the sense that each time you take a spool of 36 photos that you've taken on your phone that you're unable to access yeah. <laughs> because you're using a dumb app that hides it. Um, it's not dumb. Every time you get it developed, there is some sort of sense of progress and you do work with that Barry factor of learning more in a sense of a, a, a long narrative that sort of plays out over the course of time. Each time you get uh, a spool developed, you learn a little bit more from Barry or if you choose to pick an alternative character, you can use each of them to sort of crack them in different ways. And then obviously using geotagging and like photo recognition software to realize that you took photos at a wedding and then that could trigger something within the chatbot that could give you feedback like, oh, I was, I was actually married once. Oh my God. Yeah, I think I think that that's that's where some good potential is. So. That's I think great, if you incorporate yeah. those kind of artificial intelligence elements into it where the photos you send in reveal something about the developer you're working with, 
that could really so like, this sort of feeds back into the monkey island thing you're alluding to earlier where like yeah. you realize you can start taking photos of things he comments on yeah essentially you're gamifying the experience and you're rewarding people with random facts about a stranger that they learn to know oh, so these are like pre-made characters like there will be a barry and his story arc goes so far then you move on to roland once once you once you reach pinnacle barry <laughs> then it's game over then then he flies up into the heavens and you have to move on to the next one yeah and i guess it would work in the same way that i guess i recommended barry to other friends i'll say oh have you finished with the barry chatbot you must try my dude <laughs> he, he works at orms and there's nothing to him but just wait until like year three Plot twist. <laughs> Plot twist. <laughs> I think I'm ready to give my my um, my my rating. Okay. Uh, we're going for a, a solid three and a half stars. I think there are some challenges, mostly to do with getting people initially on board, getting people to throw away the capabilities of their Samsung Note eights or <laughs> iPhone tens to say, "Hey, you know what? You spent twenty grand on this phone." <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> That's very generous. 3.5 stars. Thank you. Is 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 the expansion pack having a having a, a solo photo film exhibition at like some skate park or small gallery in Woodstock? <laughs> it just turns directly into a zine. <laughs> Yeah. Sweet. So I think that's it for this episode of the Shark Dank podcast. Uh, if you really, truly believe in this idea of a digital photo developing app for your very expensive smartphone, then you can give us a sweet cash injection by DMing us the amount and we'll make sure that we do whatever we can to work towards making uh, Barry in your pocket a reality. Yeah, so thank you so much for listening. And once again, a huge thank you to Rousseau now for the music. Hugh, would you like to give us a little teaser of what you'll be pitching next week? Yes, if the phrase Jack Russell and Wishbone bring up any strong memories, then uh, you'll, you'll be excited for the next one. And if you have enjoyed this episode and previous episodes, we would really appreciate uh, sharing and caring and uh, your help in building out a little audience for ourselves. Yeah. And that's it from me, Martin Medzabata. And me, Hugh Upshaw. I'm only Jewish. Below the waist.
savage, dude. Wow. Cybot. 